Welcome to the Mindful Life Podcast. Join me, your host, Marianne Eve, mental health social worker and mindfulness educator, as I navigate living my best life with the intention to educate and raise the collective consciousness around the benefits of living a mindful life. Each week via the Mindful Life Podcast, I will bring to you a range of content, including special guests that explore mindfulness, mindset, and mental health. Are you feeling tired or are you under stress? Are you overloaded or just generally feeling overwhelmed? Well, I'm really excited to share a very special stress reduction tool that I've been using and recommending to my clients for a number of years. Calm is the number one app for meditation, relaxation and sleep. With over 21 million downloads and achieving the Apple App of the Year in 2017, Calm is so perfectly aligned with all that I do as a mental health professional and all that I teach here at the Mindful Life Podcast. It is the perfect stress relief strategy and the perfect mindfulness tool. The app has so many fantastic and easy to use features, including Daily Calm, a brand new 10 minute meditation every day, 100 plus guided meditations covering anxiety, focus, gratitude, and so much more. 80 plus sleep stories to settle the mind and relax the body. Exclusive music tracks for focus, relaxation, and sleep. Calm Masterclass featuring world-renowned mindfulness experts. My personal favorites include sleep stories, and I've recently discovered Calm Music, which I have on a continuous loop at my practice, in counseling sessions, and in classes. I also love the Calm Masterclass videos, which cover some fantastic topics, including gratitude, happiness, and mindful eating. And not to mention all the great features the app now offers for kids, including sleep stories, meditations, and lullabies. I'm so very excited to be partnering with Calm to bring you, my listeners, some amazing offers. Calm is so generously offering the Mindful Life podcast listeners a free four-week subscription to the Calm Premium app. All you need to do is head to the following link, calm.com forward slash calm health trial. That's calm.com forward slash calm health trial and just follow the prompts to enjoy your free four-week trial of calm premium you'll be feeling calm relaxed and at peace in no time the mindful life podcast acknowledges the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast was recorded We recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community and pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and thanks for joining me for episode number 42 of the Mindful Life podcast. So today I thought I'd talk about some of the bigger lessons that this worldwide health pandemic we are all living through is teaching us. After my last episode, which really was a lot of doom and gloom, which of course stands to reason as this is a really hard experience to live through, and for some it is pretty gloomy, 
but I thought today it might be helpful to explore some of the things that this pandemic may be teaching us, particularly in regards to some of those intrinsic mindfulness principles and practices. I think if we can find meaning in all of this, it could help us to cope with some of our difficulties. For me, my biggest lesson in all of this has been acceptance. When all of this began, it was really quite hard to believe, and I think sometimes it still is quite surreal and hard to believe, uh, and really hard to accept this idea that we were living through this situation that many of us couldn't see, particularly in this country. Um, it kind of is a situation where it's almost like an invisible illness. We do see it in the media, but I don't know anyone who has the virus. Um, so it's this idea that we've got to accept all of these changes and all of these things that are happening. They're impacting us massively in terms of changes to our work practice and our activity levels um, and having to self-isolate. So this enforced self-isolation. So that was really quite hard to accept. But I think once people started to move into acceptance, accepting that this is the new norm um, and this is the way things are going to be for a while. So when we don't accept something, accept what is, uh, when we resist, it causes suffering. Uh, so when we cling to old ways of being and doing, um, and when we're forced to change, it can cause us a lot of grief. So once we move into acceptance, and I think that's what a lot of people have now done, they've moved into acceptance, they've accepted what is, um, and they're moving forward as best they can. So I think that can be a really prominent lesson. And for me, as I said, that's been my biggest lesson, that sometimes we just need to accept what is. Uh, patience so patience is part of that too uh there's no end date in sight i mean i think they've sort of roughly said for us here in victoria that um they're going to revisit um in may whether the state of emergency is lifted but a lot of us don't um hold out much hope for that i think there's probably going to be some sort of extension maybe they'll lift some of the restrictions but um I think we've all had to really learn to be patient, uh, learn that we don't know when this is going to end. So just have some patience with the situation. Impermanence. So impermanence is a big part of um, mindfulness and it's um, a really strong practice that they lean on in Buddhism. So impermanence is the idea that this will pass, that nothing stays the same forever, that everything in life is fluid. So with acceptance, we uh, also um, need to take on this idea that things will pass, that this is an impermanent situation, that we're not going to be stuck here forever and as I've said in past podcast episodes I've done a, an episode on impermanence before I think that was episode 36 maybe um, that if we lean on the principle of impermanence it can really help us to um, I suppose accept our difficulties it can help us to persevere it can teach us to be uh, more resilient kindness and compassion for others so in situations like this, we often see immense kindness, people helping out their fellow human, which is great, and having compassion for others. 
um, we're really being asked to make sacrifices um, and to change the way we do things, the way we live our life, um, really for, in many ways, for others. Because as we know that this virus, particularly in this country, it really does not um, affect everybody. What we're seeing in this country here in Australia, that it affects the elderly um, and the vulnerable most significantly. So when others... Um, acquire the virus here in Australia what we know is is that most people recover and most um, have mild symptoms so that's what we're seeing and those that are really adversely affected are the elderly and the vulnerable so we're being asked to make um, lots of sacrifices and lots of concessions for this segment of the population so it really is putting us in a position where we need to be kind we need to be compassionate we need to consider others and not just ourselves. it's teaching us to be uh, empathic as well this is an opportunity for us to understand what others are going through this statement of we're all in this together we're all in the same boat um, rings true that we're all experiencing difficulties as a result of this pandemic situation and as a result of the sacrifices that we have to make. So it's a really good opportunity for us to be empathic towards others, to show um, kindness and understanding and just to support our fellow humans as well. Uh, this situation is also teaching us uh, how to be flexible. So that can be a challenge for lots of people. Um, you know, we're creatures of habit, most of us, and we want things to be the way they've always been. We like our little creature comforts and our habits and our ways of doing things, our routines. So it's teaching us to be flexible. And I think in all of this, we can see who the most flexible people are, uh, people who are very rigid and have trouble accepting the situation will struggle the most. But if you can be flexible, if you can think outside the box and look at other ways of doing things, um, this can help you um, accept the situation. It can help you to uh, make peace with it and to move forward and to be more comfortable in this situation. Tolerance is another one. So where this is kind of the ultimate lesson in tolerance as well. We're having to be tolerant um, of things changing all the time, to be tolerant of the situation. Uh, to be tolerant of um, having our freedom removed from us, uh, to be tolerant of this democracy that we're now living under and even to be tolerant um, of the people that we're living with 24-7. So tolerance um, can be a challenge for people, but it's just, it's, I guess it's just about um, exercising that virtue, being as tolerant as possible because it will help you to get through gratitude of course so I think for me this situation has really taught me to be grateful for everything and everyone I have in my world um, I guess when the threat of not being able to work um, initially like I, there was a lot of unknowns and I think when we were sort of in the process of being told to self-isolate in the earlier days um, there was some threat that many of us wouldn't be able to work so I'm currently really grateful for the fact that I'm able to work. Um, my husband's able to work. Um, this situation has taught us to be grateful for what we have. Um, I'm really grateful for my health. Um, 
when I see the scenes on the news, I try and not look too often, um, but it just makes me so grateful that I have my health and my well-being, that my mental health is uh, more or less intact, um, and that I get to do the work that I get to do. I'm also grateful for the time I'm getting to spend um, here at home with my family, um, and just grateful for everything that I have in my life. Um, I think when we go back to normal, we're going to realise um, that we are so lucky. You know, everything we have, uh, we are so lucky to have. So I think that gratitude will continue once we are through all this. We will continue to feel grateful when life gets back to normal. We, we will be really grateful for, um, you know, having all the things that we, we had in our life um, back in there again. Um, being grateful for the people we have in our life, um, it'll be fantastic to have contact with them again. So I think that gratitude will continue. We've had to learn to trust. So that's really hard. Um, I think it was Russell Brand that was saying um, that we're being asked to trust a government and he was referring to um, the British government being asked to trust a government that people have no trust in. So that's really interesting. Um, you know, I think in this country, um, you know, people can often struggle to trust our leadership as well. So we were in that position too. We're being asked to trust um, that we were being looked after and that can be really scary, um, you know, being asked to trust the decisions that our government is making and um, that can cause unease and that can make people feel uncomfortable. But I've learned to accept and to settle into that. Um, you know, I listen to a lot of the press releases and I do trust that our government is um you know has our best interests at heart i know there was times where people felt that um, our prime minister was more concerned about the economy than people's health and i certainly felt that at times too but i can also see why he is concerned about the economy as well um, so i guess for them it's a balancing act but it's about us having trust that we're being looked after and learning to trust the process this is a process um, you know, there's there's bigger things at play here and just trusting that we're being well looked after, uh, which can be really difficult, um, but I suppose we're at their mercy. We, we kind of have no choice. So sometimes it's about trusting blindly as well. So I think this situation has also created um, a heightened awareness for what is around us in this moment. I think many of us... Um, as difficult as it is because this situation encourages us to think and look into the future. But I think once we settled into it, once we accepted it, once we were a few weeks in, many of us are grounding ourselves in the present moment. And you do see, um, you know, I've got clients telling me and, and friends and family and you see it on social media, there's people doing lots of DIY projects and um, craft projects and um, you know going out for walks grounding themselves in the present moment and using the time um, to do something uh, pleasurable or meaningful um, or spend time with loved ones so I think it, this is an opportunity for us to ground ourselves in the present moment um, it's this idea that we're not going anywhere um, anywhere fast so it's just about being in this moment and um, enjoying this moment for what it is trying to let go of all those worries and um, all those fears about the future and just enjoying the moment for what it is 
I think there's less clock watching. I've been on holidays the last week, so I certainly haven't been clock watching. I'm back to work um, this week, so there'll be a bit more clock watching for me. But I think many of us have far more time on our hands. People are working from home. Um, a lot more so that means people have um, more time on their hands so they're getting to do things for themselves in this moment which is um, a real positive of this situation so generally the lessons from the universe you know this idea that the universe is teaching us a lesson in all of this uh, one client told me that this is the earth resetting itself you know we've all been um, sent to our room is another um, theory that mother nature has nature has sent us to our room for not looking after the earth um, so that she can do her work to repair the earth I'm kind of not sure about that that's that's a bit of a separation is separating us from the earth and I'm not sure that's very helpful but it's an interesting idea that um, you know while we are in self-isolation we're not um, doing as much damage to the earth so I think that um, you know that that just is what it is I mean that's what's going on and and there's this I they talk about um that in some of the Asian countries that the smog has cleared from the skies because there's less um pollution and less uh traffic as well and so you know perhaps there's some truth in that that you know this is the an opportunity for the earth to repair itself um, and look, maybe Mother Nature or the universe simply wants us to appreciate and have gratitude for all that we have. And, and maybe Mother Earth just wants us to slow down and just to um, be still and just to be uh, in the moment. So for some, I think this is a bit of an awakening. Um, you know, people are talking about this idea that when they get back to normal in inverted commas, um, that they're going to look at doing things differently. Um that they're going to look at what they bring back into their life. You know, for many of us, our life is on pause. We're not um, partaking in a lot of our activities um, outside of the home. So, you know, there are people saying things like when they get back to their life, they're going to do things differently. They're not going to implement as many, um, I suppose, complexities into their life. They're going to strip their life back and, and sort of make it as basic as possible. So I think that's a positive if people are looking at what they can uh, remove from their life, perhaps that, you know, things that are causing them stress, if they want to look at, um, you know, minimizing some of the stuff in their life, I think that's that's got to be a positive. Um, this idea too that everything we have is within us. So, you know, there hasn't been a lot of opportunities for people to go out and, and buy um, in terms of materialism and when we can do online shopping if we want. Um, but this idea that everything we have is within us, um, you know, this situation has encouraged us, to, encouraged us to go inward. So perhaps there's going to be this recognition that all we have is within us and we don't need all that extra stuff. You know, I think when adults are asked in 10 or 15 years time what it was like living through this pandemic as a child, I think we're going to be surprised to hear that these adults say something like, my mum and dad were home a lot more and we went on lots of walks and bike rides and we played games uh, as a family and we had lots of family meals together. Um, I think kids will remember all that quality time, all that positive stuff that went on that they had um, the people who loved them around a lot more. Um, they might also mention the toilet paper thing, that's inevitable, but I think by then it'll, uh, it'll kind of be a, a funny thing. 
I know I've certainly enjoyed spending more time at home, um, more time doing the things that I enjoy. I focused more on my self-care. Um, you know, I felt obviously like everyone else, I felt a bit stressed about the whole uh, future thing and, and um, you know, where we're heading. But once I moved into acceptance, I think for me, that was the biggest thing, moving into acceptance. Um, that's when for me, you know, I don't know if I'd say I embraced the situation. That's probably too strong a word. But once I um, kind of started rolling with it um, and realized that I could still, you know, do my work, I could still uh, do my physical activity and, um, you know, I, I could still live my life, of course, with restrictions, but I could still live my life, um, you know, to the best of my abilities. And I think impermanence too, for me, that was the, that was the strongest um, you know, virtue, that was the most important virtue for me, acceptance and impermanence, this idea that this is not forever, that it's going to pass. So thanks for stopping by to listen to today's episode on the lessons this crazy pandemic can teach us. Look, I know these are really incredibly challenging times. I know this is, um, you know, it's a health crisis. I know there are people in other countries whose lives um, are at threat because of this virus. Um, you know, we're really lucky to live here in Australia. Um, our community transmission rates are very low. Um, so for us here in this country, you know, I know for some there may be, um, you know, worry and concern about getting the virus, but for many it is um, the stress is around the difficulties that this situation is causing in terms of uh, people feeling isolated, uh, people's um, financial situations being threatened. Um, so they're kind of the concerns that, that we're living with. But I think if we can take that step back and see what we can learn from all of this, um, reflecting on the many lessons that this global pandemic can teach us, this may give us strength and courage to keep going. And it can also make us more resilient um, and make us more persistent. Okay, I can do this, I can get to that finish line. I think every challenge we face in life always has something to teach us, always without fail. So if you have learned something today or found it helpful, please feel free to share this episode. You never know, it might just help or even enlighten someone else. And if you are listening via a podcast that allows you to leave a review, please consider leaving a few kind, encouraging words and hitting those stars. And until next time, may you have peace in your thoughts and your hearts and share it with others. If for any reason you have found the content of today's podcast triggering or distressing in any way, please consider accessing some professional support. Australian mental health telephone support numbers are listed in the show notes. Did you know I recently started a new podcast, Kids Mindfulness Meditations, a podcast for kids. It's helping so many kids to find their calm and to relax. It's free and it's available via Spotify. Welcome to Kids Mindfulness Meditations, a podcast for kids. My name is Marianne Eve. I'm a mental health social worker and I have a special interest in mindfulness. I run a multi-award nominated kids mindfulness group program where I teach children how to self-soothe 
and self-managed stress via mindfulness education and meditation practice. This podcast is especially for kids, for kids who may be stressed, anxious, highly emotional, or kids who are overthinkers or have trouble sleeping. Each episode will be a single recorded downloadable meditation for children aged 5 to 13 years. There will be meditations for sleep and meditations for relaxation. The aim of my podcast is to give children a free, easy to use, therapeutic tool to assist them to relax and to find their calm. been listening to the mindful life podcast with your host marianne eve mental health social worker and mindfulness educator if you'd like further information or you'd like to connect feel free to make contact via facebook or instagram under the handle mindful life podcast or via email mindfullifepodcast at gmail.com